This one is a little bit more free form. I don't have much written about it. I just have a very loose skeleton. And uh, really the question that I pose to myself uh, often is, do two halves make a whole? And I think this is my way of trying to figure out, you know, like I am, I am a whole person. You know, if I just generally zoom out and I look at it from a very easy point of view, I am a person with two hands, two feet, uh, generally of uh, good health and in the working world doing something in the marketplace of value for a certain type of paycheck that allows me to uh, eat food have a roof over my head and um, allow me to pay bills. So there's that part in a nutshell, right? A really flat view of myself. Uh, and since I live in my body, I know that there's always a dialogue. There's two dialogues going back to back. And uh, sometimes two conversations happening at both times to the point where I have to say like, okay, like one, one race at a time, like who wants to step up and, and have a, a full conversation about how they're feeling and the other race gets to speak. And then I can formulate a, a complete opinion. Um, this often leads me to, you know, regress inside myself, especially if someone's pitching uh, some sort of question to me, like, hey, what do you think about this? It's really innocuous. Sometimes it's a really simple question. Um, and it's so hard. Like, e even if the question is like, hey, what kind of food do you like? Ooh, it's a really tough question, especially as uh, someone who is white and Korean. So my white side's just like, I love, like, I remember when I lived in Japan for two months on, on assignment for for a contracting job and let me tell you like I love sushi so much I love Japanese food but there came a point a month in where all I wanted was a plate of American breakfast food I'm talking eggs bacon sausage toast uh, pancakes like I just wanted the works and I knew that in I wasn't going to find it in Japan and I wasn't going to find it until all I did was get home, get to an IHOP or a Denny's or make it myself, you know, just go to go to the supermarket and get some frozen section kind of foods and, and make a breakfast for myself. There is that part of myself. And then there's that other side that's like, Ooh, but I really love Korean food. Like I really just love, uh, tenjang jjigae and I love, uh, you know, all the side dishes, all of the, you know, the karbi and the samjang and uh, wrapping rice paper with meat and, uh, you know, a clove of garlic with some sauce and, and just the works and kimchi and everything. Like I love, love it all. And um, sometimes I feel like American food can get a little bland compared to you know, the diversity or the nutritious foods that are, that come with Korean food. And yet at the same time, there's something about Korean food that cannot satiate my love of just flapjacks and 
uh, and sausages. And there's just something so American about it that I just love so much. It is an indescribable feeling very deep within myself. So even that, just like a simple question of like, hey, what kind of food do you like? Can be so difficult. So uh, imagine the difficulty from going from food to some of the more difficult questions, just the layers and layers and layers that are available to a person of multiple races. It's a lot. And sometimes I just have to tell myself to like take a chill pill, relax. It's going to be fine. It's a long life that you have to live and don't blow all of your energy on, on these feelings that you have running coursing inside of you because you're just not going to make it if you if you blow it all right now. So take your time. Uh, you don't have to have an opinion about every single thing. And that's just how I've uh, come to know about the relationship within myself that I have to have in order to make life work from day to day. Um, I got advice at a young age about uh, claiming my whiteness. I think I've talked about this before, but I want to tap on it a little bit again uh, from a different angle. So when I was told to claim my whiteness, there's something about the word choice, right? Claim. Claiming, claiming means not having ownership or, you know, having some sort of invisible ownership somewhere else. So that having to tell another agency that, yes, I, I own that, I, I am that, I have to reconfirm that I know that, have a create new relationships with people and say, hey, I am this thing, I, I, I claim this thing. There's innately something about that that is like this thing I have to constantly reach for. Always made me feel like a fraud, always made me feel like this isn't if I if it was really a part of me, someone would just know that about me. Someone would just see, you know, there is there is this being seen part that is really difficult sometimes for me. It's just, I just want you to see that I am this person. But, oh, wait, before that, like, oh, I have to explain myself. Okay, like, I have to claim it because someone else is coaching me to claim it. Got it. Like, so okay, I'm going to claim it over here. Do I have to claim it over here? Do I have to claim it with every single person? Do I have to claim it at every school, every new friendship, every teacher, every, you know, job? Like how, where, where does claiming whiteness end? <laughs> like what is, how, how many people do I have to claim it with? Can I claim it with just like one platform? Like, can I just be like, Hey, by the way, I'm this this thing that this society has created some invisible value with this terminology. Uh, can I have access to uh, jobs? Can I have access to uh, how you live, where you live, the the neighborhoods and the best restaurants? Do I have access to all these things? Do I have access to uh, just wherever? invisible access and invisible lines are drawn of of safety and comfort and support and the general sense of belonging and at the same time you know there's that like if you have to claim it 
there is a side then that doesn't get to claim this thing. So it's it's this participate this participation of claiming a thing then means that I am acknowledging that other people are not part of this this group of people who have access who have a uh an you know a a method of you know how do I explain it it's as if some people get a pass it's as if some people get you know the the benefit of the doubt that's the best way for me to describe it right now the benefit of the doubt that they are just logically trying to do something don't get emotionally uh caught about about seeing my face trying to do something don't get emotional about that yet don't don't make a snap judgment about myself um you know just see my intentions for what they are see uh what i what i am trying to accomplish for the better good and and see if we can if we're not friends just acquaintances just some sort of cordialness where uh we can coexist in a in a friendly manner where you know everyone gets to have a win a type of win um yeah i i feel a lot about this claiming of whiteness um some people get to get to claim it some people get don't get to claim it what does whiteness mean um all the stuff that is just is just a construct and a way of uh, keeping some people out and letting some people in on a technicality. That's sometimes I also feel like that. Sometimes I just feel like I'm technically white. I technically make it. Um, I technically get to do these things. But even in claiming white my whiteness, there was also advice as a little person who trying to grow up and trying to do some things and uh testing boundaries and limits there was also advice somewhere down the line i can't really remember who said it but you know of just not messing with white people's money there was that kind of advice as well of just you know know your lane and said in a different language it doesn't sound like it sounds when i say it in english it just sounds so crazy in english but uh when i say it in a different language it's just like basically a way to warn, you know, of just uh, being careful with there is a space that you are going to enter that is called whiteness. And when you're there, uh, act well, act like you represent a group of people, act like uh, you respect yourself, act like um, if you are the only person to go into that space, what people say about you in that space means they're going to say that blanketly about other group, about your whole group, the group that you come with. And uh, when you're a minority from a different country, there is often that language of, you know, the one can represent the all. So don't act like that because other people are going to think, our whole group is just like this. You are a product of this whole group. Um, I mean, it, it might just be me saying this, but, you know, personally, I have many other layers. It's not just, you know, am I Korean or am I white? You know, like when it, I have very distinct memories, like of growing up 
when I was in middle school, one of my favorite places to go was, you know, Claire's at the mall, or I love Wetzel's Pretzels. I, you know, one of my first movie, movies that I love and and fell in love with a, a movie star was, you know, Clueless, and I was crazy about Paul Rudd. Uh, you know, one of my favorite books is Pride and Prejudice that I got a copy of it from, you know, one of my first boyfriends, I still have that copy, uh, and he was white, and, you know, those parts of my, my, my growing up that I didn't even, I didn't even really understand what this, like, white and Asian thing was until people in authority started making me remember those things because they had those constructs in their minds, therefore they were putting those constructs into younger people's minds. Um, and I would say, you know, if you're an adult, if you're an adult around other children, impressionable children who are of mixed race, just know that they are listening to you. They are keeping log and track of what you're saying. They might not say it to you right to your face of like, oh my God, that affected me. And what do you mean? They might not, they might seem indifferent of your comments. That doesn't give you permission to just say a lot of stuff to that kid. It means that they've logged it. They're going to think about it over time, but they're not going to let it sink in until they're an adult. And then it really, really starts sinking in all those things that people have said, all those con constructs that people have put on them. That's when it really sinks in because subconsciously they just have this belief system that they can't even understand. It's just this, it's just this thing like on this undercurrent uh, and it's affecting all their behaviors and all of their ways that they see people who they fear who they trust it just affects everything so uh, my one advice would be if you're around a kid who is of mixed race let them speak to you about conversations they've had uh, or failures of conversations they've had with people and help them draw out positive conclusions positive ways of thinking so that Focus they can grow up a more positive you know, person. Two halves making a whole, you know, do two halves make a whole question. Um, you know, like someone who has a lot of opinions about even the simplest things, like, like when I started this, when I was talking about food, for example, um, a person can either feel like an island where only they exist, where they just withdraw and they can easily be susceptible to things like, like drugs and alcohol in order to keep the world away from them because they don't understand me anyway. What is the point? I'm going to do these things. I'm going to really withdraw. And that's where I'm going to find my comfort, my little, my little corner. It's very easy to, to slip into that mode of thinking of an island, one self, one island. There's the other where you could easily decide, hey, I'm, I have these two sides and it is easier for me at a very young age, it's very easy to choose one side and forsake the other. So you could decide, hey, um, sure, I'm this like whole person, but I'm a person who I can construct. I can construct a person who is just so, so Asian and leave all of the American side out of me or leave the whatever your construct is, whatever you decide. Uh, but that comes at a price, I believe. 
that it comes at a price because then you're not claiming both sides. You're not claiming that inside of yourself that you are this beautiful person who has multiple things going on. <clears throat> if only someone could understand you, right? But uh, they can't really understand you all the time. It's also not everyone's job to always be understanding you. You have to understand yourself. Uh, but the decision to only choose one side versus the other or one side versus two others, or three others, four others can come at a, at a cost of really knowing all the little struggles and the little nuances that are going on in your blood that you don't even really understand until you really take a look at all the sides. So uh, choosing one or another. Uh, so I've seen people who are Asian by face and body and uh, on the outside and inside they've been described as valley girls who don't speak any, uh, any of their Asian languages. Uh, they are just this California white blonde persona, uh, which is a it's a type of persona because not everyone who is blonde and Californian are also airheads. Uh, but I have seen a fair group of people who have decided that I am I am Asian and adorable, so I'm and I'm from California, so I'm just going to be this Barbie doll persona, and. You know, who cares about all this Asian stuff? It's too hard to understand. It's too complicated. Like, all the dynasties and all the languages and the nuances. Like, who cares? Who cares about all that stuff? I'm not going to do that until later in their life, in their 30s and their 40s, especially people that I know just around. Um, they later having that... Um, that coming to their to the consequences of, of making one or the other as a decision point because now they don't have that side. They don't have access to that side because they've for so long decided not to even learn about it. And so to, to now in your 30s and your 40s, of course you can learn about anything you want to, but there's going to be a lot of things that are like, oh, that was the reason why. That was maybe the reason why. It's a lot of like aha moments that you can make when you decide to know about all of your sides, it is more work, definitely. It is isolating, definitely, for a period of time. But while you're getting to know all of yourselves, you know, as a mixed person, you have more to get to know. There's more work to be done in, inside of yourself to, to cultivate a life for yourself. So um, what I'll say is, yes, it is more effort. Uh, don't choose one or the other. It is better to know about all of yourself. Um, and sometimes it takes a lot more time to get to know more of yourself. If there's more to get to know, it is worth it. I promise you, you are a very interesting individual. If you get to know all of yourself, you really know the details. And when you're talking to people who are open-minded and want to get to know you, it is so much fun to say like, hey, I have this side. Hey, I have that side this side of me thinks this, but the other side of me is like completely different. And, you know, and I think in general, this and this and this, you have more interesting perspectives. So I, I would urge people to get, you know, if you've only uh, ever been about one side or the other, or adapted a completely different culture, and have like forsaken your other like identities that you came into being with, um, 
maybe you have a really painful past with uh, parents or, you know, loved ones. Uh, so it's kind of difficult to potentially be seeing a therapist while you're doing this work. Um, and even if you feel like I'm fine, like these things, sure, some of it like relates to me, but I don't need to see someone professionally. It might even be worth investing in speaking to someone professionally just to have someone to bounce ideas off of and that not be your friendship networks because those people, as much as they love you, they won't have the tools to really get to know what you're all about unless you give your friends the tools to help to them to get to know you. Um, and also just knowing that that's not your friend's job. Your friend's job is not to have to know all of you. They just want to know that you are a really cool person that is a nice person. Uh, you know yourself. And if we have a conversation, you're very interesting. Um, and you choose very select few, few, few people in your life who get to know all of your life stories because you don't want to tell just anybody and then, you know, and then people make fun of you and then you're hurt. Um, so it's a whole other topic that I could get into in a later date, but that would be my, just my advice. Uh, in the battle of two sides, making a whole, I would say choose both and make the whole that you want to make for yourself. That is a, uh, craft the inner life story for yourself that props you up and supports you and allows you to do great things in the world and helps you communicate with other people effectively. Um, and that's it. So I'm going to say good night and, uh, I'm going to try to record more, more often, more, more uploads for the, for the time being, I've done for two for tonight and I will try to do more in the future. Not sure what the schedule is yet because I'm still just, uh, being really organic in my process, trying to take up the first 10 stories to be really, really curated and, Sometimes my creative process, it doesn't hit uh, all at once and it doesn't hit steadily. It, it hits when it hits and then I have to write it down and record it. So that's all I'm going to say about process and I'm going to say goodnight now. So goodnight and thank you for listening. If there's anybody else that might want to listen to this, uh, please feel free to send uh, my SoundCloud link. And if you have any questions, please feel free to message me. That's it. Goodnight.